You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blank Scenario. I am your host, Marie, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. And I am Casey Akagrumbiel. <gasps> Forgot our slogan. We come with a slit scenario, blank and fast. Yes, it's a scenario. <laughs> and nobody else. <laughs> Yet again, this is us flying solo Woo! or duo, duo today. We are flying duo today. That seems like that'd be an awful travel company, but oh well. Flying duo. <laughs> Speaking of travel. Duo air. For today's prompt, I have a very random image I found. I want to say Instagram, but I don't honestly remember. I will, whenever this episode goes, that I'll post it up on the Patreon in case anyone wants to see it. Um, Casey, would you like to describe the lovely image I sent to you for today's prompt? Yeah, we probably <laughs> need to put this up on Patreon slash on Facebook whenever yeah. we post this, but <laughs> here you go. So picture alligators or crocodiles, whichever they are, because I failed school as a school teacher. <laughs> Picture either alligators or crocodiles, and people are uh, the well, the alligators and or crocodiles have blindfolds on that wrap completely around their head with what looks like a monocle maybe coming out where the eyeballs are, and then standing on top, fully standing on top, are human beings, and there is one human being per alligator. There are three in this photo. One of them is lying down on the alligator. And the alligator's just chilling. And the other two are standing up fully and holding on to the alligator's tail as if it's a rudder and are moving on the alligators. And it's all very Victorian, which is the most bizarre part of this whole <laughs> bizarre yeah. picture. Typically, when alligators come up, you think swamps, bayou, that type of area is like, no, no, this is very gothic Victorians. Everyone's wearing all black, full veils. One of the guys has a top hat on. <laughs> yep. This is a prompt. So Marie showed me this picture slightly before the recording, and she had an idea that she wanted to take with it. And I told her, I didn't tell her what the idea was from my end as well, but I feel like my end will tie into that. So do you want to go first, or do you want me go to, to go first? I will let you go first, because I already said it my idea is at least. Okay. So, who, oh, did you say it while I was looking? No, no. Okay. I've told you at least. What is oh, your idea? Yeah. And then I'll tell you mine. Okay. So in all point and click games, there is a world that is established that is pirates. Okay. So okay. everything is pirates. And so, you know, everybody wants to be a pirate mm -hmm. and going through the world, they trade out things like gold doubloons and it's all about piracy. Think like Pirates of the Caribbean esque. The world are all pirates. Because they have their own system that's based around it. And then my m mind flashes forward to stuff like Brutal Legend on the Xbox where everything is metal. Mm -hmm. So everything is heavy metal. Music is what gets things mm -hmm. up and running. Roadies are considered the best thing in this world because they're setting up stage shows, which is how they fight for stuff like Battle of the Bands. So my thought is, what if we have an entire town that is based around alligators and crocodiles and this just happens to be one of the ways that they get around. Mm -hmm. So for us, it would be building, what does this town look like? What's going mm -hmm. on here? How are your players, which are fish out of water at this <laughs> point, going to deal with this town of just alligators are everywhere? Mm -hmm. So not Florida. <laughs> no, not Florida. Because obviously these are tame alligators. That's, that is true, yeah. 
which that could be a potential for what goes on. Your players show up into this world, maybe chase there by a pack of alligators because alligators comes in packs. <laughs> it's a six pack. No, alligators comes in packs. And like your team is chased to this town and now your players can't leave, but they're figuring out how to survive this really strange town where mm -hmm. it seems like everything is alligator themed. So my original thought was alligator races. Mm -hmm. Either they are racing on the alligators or they just line up the alligators and then there's like a deer at the end and there'd be like water pits so they could go really fast on in the water, slower on land. And then I also then had the idea, uh, Casey, you had mentioned, I think before the recording, that, you know, the players would be sitting through the eyes of the alligators because they are the alligators, mm -hmm. which made me think of Greek mythology <laughs> and Circe, who turns everyone into pigs. It's Circe. What are these bizarre turns <laughs> that you are getting on today? Where is your head at? It's Circe, right? And it's I believe it's Circe. The yeah. Odyssey that she turns the men into pigs. Yeah. Yeah. So your player could your players could be turned into alligators. It was all so straightforward and simple <laughs> and like it worked. And then you introduced transforming the players into alligators. Okay, so so here's here's the three steps I think we could have. Town of alligator lovers slash tamers mm -hmm. is where your party ends up. It's weird. They don't get it. Alligators are creatures. They don't understand what's going on. There are alligator races that they can attend. And they can place bets or they can attempt to race if they wanted to, I guess. And the longer they stay, they eventually realize that they might be turned into alligators because they see something in an alligator like, wait, that's human. That's a human thing to do. So they realize some of the alligators are humans transformed in alligators. And so they were accidentally chased, chased here. They're supposed to be chased away. The alligators that chased him were other humans that were trying to get them away, but it backfired and they chased him into town. That's my three-step process currently. Okay. <laughs> we can so, scrap the turning into alligators so if we, we need can, to. <laughs> so we can keep this generic for the two of us for our own creations. I would agree with you. I think there needs to be something malevolent, mm -hmm. perhaps that this town is dealing with or is doing, that your players are going to be on the offset the minute that they get into this place. Mm -hmm. So maintaining that off step as long as possible because they won't trust anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to give them good reason to be able to trust everything mm -hmm. until the bottom drops out, yep. which is essentially what your players are going to be waiting for. So that would be my suggestion. And if you want to make it as far as like lock-ins, if you want to make it that they're going to be transformed into alligators, then sure, I can take that and just say they'll be transformed as a thing. But, like, town has malevolent intent would be my first inclination. Mm -hmm. And I do like that they're chased there. Because essentially yeah. what that means is that your players are stuck there until they figure mm -hmm. out how to get out. Yeah, because it would be the idea that there are wild alligators that are not tamed on the outside of town. But the town is able to protect itself. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting if, as far as the town's surface goes, the town basically breeds alligators mm -hmm. as their main resource. So they are selling, you know, um, skin and hide would be popular, like alligator skin purses. We know in the real world yeah. were very popular for years. So it would definitely make sense that this would be main export for a D, &D situation. They could even be um, selling alligators for like moats because mm -hmm. powerful people have moats. They need to put something in it. Alligators. Alligators work. Mm -hmm. So they are basically shipping off live alligators to people for moats for guarding situations for things like that so their main export business is alligators and so they would have well once a month we have this barge that comes in so you can hop on that to leave 
So there is a way of getting out. It's just you have to wait for it. So if your party wanted to try leave, they could attempt to, but they would have to be blocked off enough ways that, okay, we have to stick in town. What's going on here? Okay, so I'm looking up true polymorph mm. because essentially that's what it would become if mm-hmm. you're transmuting them from themselves into some kind of creature. Yeah. Here's this alligator jacket. Oh, you, here's some alligator boots. Oh, you, sh- you, need, you need some leather chaps and just slowly getting more and more alligator clothing until they can transform you. See, you've never <laughs> seen this, but what you're essentially doing is turning this into Tusk. The Not movie where that. the guy, yeah, the movie where the guy slowly gets transformed into a walrus. <laughs> it's a horror film from Kevin Smith. It's it's more gruesome than you expect it to be because it's yeah. essentially body horror, which is what you're mm-hmm. kind of describing. So yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if I would do it like a slow transformation over time. That might that feels a bit too horrific. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they are just slowly getting more and more alligator skin attire as almost like that hint of what they're going to become. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're buying armor in this town, they have hide armor made from alligators. They have daggers made from alligator teeth, you know, d- different things like that. So everything is themed around this. So it's very, very Crocodile Dundee-esque almost. <laughs> so there's some, I thought it was true polymorph, but there, I want to say there is some kind of transformation spell that happens that if you maintain that spell for the full time instead of dropping it you essentially become that permanently you can't change back and i'm trying to remember what that is it may be true polymorph and i'm just not reading the right sources but that would be a direction that it could take of you've got all of these excess crocodiles slash alligators hanging around because they were people that were polymorphed into it what you could make out of this, so if this is the town's malevolent intent, what you could make out of it is the players have to pay off a debt. So if you enter town and join into the races and lose, then you get polymorphed. Or mm-hmm. if you join into town and you commit some kind of crime in town, you get polymorphed and you're in the alligator races mm-hmm. until you can win enough of them to mm-hmm. escape. But you don't realize that you're going to be the alligator, not the person riding it. Because what you could say is, and what this picture doesn't show, what looks like humans on the back of these alligators Mm -hmm. are essentially automatons. Okay. That are guiding them or controlling them or making sure Mm -hmm. that they don't try to escape. Yeah. Because essentially after you become polymorphed, you should be able to. Yeah, because I think with the polymorph spell, you take on all the stats of that creature, but Mm -hmm. you are still you. You are. I believe. Here's the read-through. So you choose one creature, magical or or non-magical object, that you can see within range. So a non-magical or creature. You transform it into a different creature, the creature into an object or object into a creature. Object must be neither worn nor carried. Transformation lasts for the duration or until the target drops to zero or dies. If you concentrate on the spell for the full duration, the transformation lasts until it is dispelled. This... A spell has no effect on a shape changer or a creature with zero hit points. An unwilling creature can make a wisdom saving throw, and if it succeeds, it isn't affected by the spell. I have a genius idea I'm going to give to you in a sec. Creature into creature. If you turn a creature into another kind of creature, the new creature can be any kind you choose whose rating is equal to or less than the targets or its level. 
The target's game statistics include the mental ability scores and are replaced by the statistics of the new form. It retains its alignment and personality. Target assumes the hit points of its new form, and when it reverts to its normal, it returns the number of hit points it had before it transforms. And then there's all this stuff for excess damage. The creature is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form and can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action. It requires hands or speech unless its new form is capable of such actions. Target's gear melds into its new form, can't activate, use, wield, or otherwise benefit from any of its equipment. And then the rest of it is object into creature and creature into object. Yep. So I have, here's my genius idea. Mm -hmm. Why is this town obsessed with alligators? Well, it's not the alligator races. It believes that alligators are a type of God. And the reason that it believes that alligators are the type of God is because the town is run by a shapeshifter Mm -hmm. who's favorite form to shapeshift into Mm -hmm. is an alligator and he could still be hanging around or he could be long since dead but that would be the founder of this town who's convinced people that this is the way to go Mm -hmm. and this is what has established all of this i mean i'm pretty sure there is probably a statistic out there for a giant alligator somewhere oh yeah so imagine a giant albino alligator showing up in town bestowing the town with blessings and that's the legend of this town is how it's been built up yeah so in the middle of this town there is a giant marble statue of an alligator that there are offerings constantly brought to there's a marble statue of an alligator with human hands <laughs> he's standing upright leaning back on his tail and he has the hands out in the like bless you <laughs> stance that or you could do the egyptian god that has alligator head you could definitely could do something like that the idea that this being brought this knowledge to us of this fantastic resource that is alligators because what else could you need but alligators because i mean really that would be a major resource especially depending upon the area you live in if you Mm. don't have a lot of room to grow stuff and you don't have a lot of area to knock down trees especially swamps alligators would be pretty good that would make the races, if we want to make the races the main focal point, that would make the races so much worse if mm-hmm. that's what happens to the people who consistently lose. <laughs> they get turned into alligators? No, they get eaten because they're <laughs> alligators and it's alligator meat at that point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the idea of having your players sign up for the races, mm-hmm. or sign up for it, to participate in order to pay off a debt, in order to receive a favor, something like that. But not realize until they get there, they become the alligator. Mm-hmm. And now there's an announcement that, you know, the top three gators will receive first, second, and third place for their entries, and the rest are going to be eaten. So now all of a sudden they've got to make sure they don't get eaten. And now you've got the players with the moral dilemma of is every other alligator a person? Or are mm-hmm. some of these just gators? Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. But. Leading up to that, what would be interesting is if they basically use gators sort of as not pack animals that carry stuff, but, you know, like service animals of some kind that alligators would like carry boxes for them. They might ride them around town potentially, but they were well taken care of still. Mm -hmm. So as the town is interacting with their players, the town is constantly trying to figure out what your players are capable of and what their personality is Mm -hmm. to determine if they would be a good steed for the race. Mm Mm-hmm. That basically this is them testing your players as to, are you helpful? Are you nice? Do you have anger issues for your barbarians? You know, like if I turn in you, you into an alligator, are you going to try to bite me? 
mm-hmm. how much training are you going to require before you work for me? <laughs> See, that's why I like the idea of the top, the automatons on mm-hmm. top of it, because yeah. essentially they ensure that you don't have to have training. Yeah. They're just there mm-hmm. preventing the creatures from acting out or doing things that they're not supposed to. Yeah. Hence why they have control of the tail. Mm-hmm. I guess we need to lock in then is somehow your players will be offered a position in the race. And standard DM rules, make it however works best for your players to agree to it. That your players offer a spot in the race and are then turned into the alligators and now have to win or be in the top spots in order to make it out. Otherwise, they are fighting their way out as alligators. Mm-hmm. Alligator uprising. <laughs> I feel like for this town, you make this town be a neutral evil town. And essentially, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say happy, but like this is a very stale cult. They've they've been through their highs and lows, and they're now on the back end. And so you've got some people that kind of believe in it, but some of their beliefs have gotten tainted by just lackadaisical attention. So now what used to be this very religious ceremony of these races has just gotten turned into, like, popcorn <laughs> flicks. Yes, Matt, not, not necessarily to do real-world examples, but it's kind of like how for Catholicism you have Mass, which is every Sunday, but mm-hmm. Easter and, and Christmas Mass is this big thing. Yeah. That the rest of the time is just kind of this is what we do, this is what we do. And then this yeah. is a big celebration at the end. Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's gotten turned into. I think that would work. Um, oh, what was I going to say? There's something. I hate it when that happens. Do we want to have a option for the players? to escape yeah i do think they need to be able to escape i I guess my question is what option for escape do we have because we have the idea of the races that if they win they would be potentially transformed back but it might just be dependent upon the person made the deal with them and there could be two or three people that would offer them this deal and based upon your players interactions in town the person who offers a deal is going to change so there might be a kind of nice person who would offer the deal who would change him back and there'd be, be this evil person that wouldn't so they might be escaping as either themselves or the gators here would be my my play that essentially every single day once once they get into the races i feel like we have a lot of holes in the story but like once they get into the races every single day is them attempting another race attempting to survive it mm-hmm. and you would be doing some roll-offs to see if they survive or adding in some wrinkles into the race where it's not just like, okay, you roll, you made it. Yeah. You survived yeah. another day. Um, but that's what's going on during the day. And then at night you all are kept in this caged off area that still has like barred access. Mm-hmm. So you can't completely make it, mm-hmm. but still has access to the Bayou beyond. And in the Bayou beyond are some of the people that are still under the enchantment, whatever that is of this town but managed to escape and so they are communicating with you and you can understand them because you're now an alligator they're communicating with you so that you can basically assist in an uprising and help to take down this town yeah because it needs to be wiped off the map the idea of an alligator uprising is just too fun and i think as soon as you turn your players into alligators and then they're in this pen just waiting and chilling and eating whatever meat gets thrown at them and then just mouth says, hey, 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 you over there. Hey. And you just see this like gator with like a torn out eye and like scars. And mm-hmm. he's got 
like a couple of wounds that look like they still haven't healed. Hey, you want to bust out? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, prison break is alligators. Because <laughs> you could definitely, again, your players would still be smart to some degree. I would adjust, if you did polymorph, I'd adjust the spell to where they at least still have the mental stats for intelligence. Or at the very least, if their intelligence drops, I'm not going to say you're an idiot. You know, they could still plan and escape. It's just going to be picking a lock is a lot more difficult as an alligator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether you're using intelligence or dex, it's just it's difficult. But they might think, okay, we can't break the locks, but we're physically stronger. We can kind of leverage that a little bit. Yeah. I, I would keep the stats of the alligators just because essentially what what you are defining is allowing them to role play or not i think they could still role play a little bit but make them understand that they are alligators they have an alligator's intelligence so you are mostly going off of instinct you can still have a conversation with it's like doug yeah right you can still have a conversation and have a little bit of emotion to it and a little bit of understanding because there is intelligence there but it's also intelligence that they're going to be having to roll to maintain that concentration. Yeah. I think for me, that would be the way that I would appropriate it. If you're going to plan that for every real world, like two to three minutes of you discussing your plan, everybody's going to roll an intelligence check to see whether they got all of the details. And then for you as the DM, you would be taking notes on what their plan is and pick out two or three details that they may have gotten or not out of that just to to keep it going. Yeah. Like, I do realize it could become tedious, so that's just a throw out. You wouldn't have to do exactly that. But it would be, it would be a fair way of playing off that, hey, they can think, hmm. but they may not be able to concentrate for very long. That or understanding something new would be a bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And that comes down to how you describe it. So we've got... About four points locked in, so we've got the players <laughs> are chased into town by these walled gators. They are going to be transformed into gators. Um, I put they don't in a race, but they're transformed into gators to participate in a race. Um, this town was founded by a shapeshifter, and that shapeshifter like a alligator form, so that's kind of why this town worships alligators. As I don't, it's not necessarily a cult, but it is definitely a religion. That's why I say stale cult. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. It used to have a whole lot more reliance upon what, <laughs> what it is they have until now. And now it's just yeah. like, oh, that's that's Korg, you know, whatever. Yeah. Generations have kind of passed passed on. So like, eh, it's just kind of what we do now. Like the statue that has the hands up for the blessing. Who is that? Oh, that's that's Korg Fleshripper. He was uh, he was the founder <laughs> of this town. He was he was apparently a bad dude. But like, you know, we've learned a lot from him. Mm-hmm. We've grown. <laughs> You know, alligators, we, and there, there'd be like half the population that believes they are divine being the other half. I'm like, I mean, we still eat them and sell them. So it's a good livelihood. Um, town was founded by a shapeshifter. And in order to escape, you will be assisting in a gator uprising of some kind, which most likely will lead you either to destroy the town or at least destroy the person who transformed you to break the spell. Okay. So the way that I'm I'm taking those so that I'm not being quite so specific with it, what I've written down, players chased into town. Mm-hmm. Town has malevolent intent. Players will be changed at races into something mm-hmm. else. There is a shapeshifter founder, and it will be an animal uprising. That works. Are you wanting to do something other than gator? 
I'm just, just for general. for the generic lock-in so that we we both know that it's like you can change it out from these specific things. Okay, okay. Yeah, you want to take a scribble break and come up with what we got? Sure. Or do you need something else? Sure. I kind of have an idea in my head. I, other than what we have, I don't. But if given a little bit more than five minutes, I probably can do something yeah, with yeah. this. So scribble break. Mine feels fairly straightforward. But Mine's not. <laughs> Never is. All right. Fortunately or unfortunately, mine has some gaps in it. And I'm leaving the gaps there because I feel like if I try to fill them in, it's only going to get more complicated. And I want this to stay. It's not simple, but it, by comparison to what it could be, is fairly simple. Okay. Because I went back and forth in this. I'm like, is this a one-shot or a campaign? Because hmm? this could be either if oh, I chose nice. to take it that long. All right. Well, would you like to go first? I can. <laughs> so for me, diving into this, I wanted to try to find a different creature. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is themed too well around crocodiles in the marsh to change out anything else. So I did keep that they're chased into a town. I did keep part of the town have a malevolent intent. And I got rid of the races and kept the shapeshifter founder and the animal uprising. Mm -hmm. So your players will be moving through a swamp. It has been swampland for as far as the eye can see. This is untapped territory. And your players at this point have been tasked with heading in and mapping out the swamps to see what's out there. Because there has been rumors of dangerous happenings and animals acting peculiarly out in the swampland as your players are out in the swamps they will be accosted by a pack of crocodiles one of which is a dire crocodile that seems to chase them as far as they can possibly go it seems to not give up and off in the distance your players see what appears to be a um, fort of some kind that has been built in the middle of the swamp and the players obviously seeing that there's a potential for safety there will go towards this fort and being let inside will discover a bizarre town has been mm -hmm. built inside of this place. Inside we will see the town and townspeople, all of them walking around with strange clothing on that upon further inspection, they will discover is crocodile skins, crocodile teeth, leather mm -hmm. goods that are made all with, with crocodile stuff themed around it. And, it seems that everything revolves around crocodiles in this town, including phrases that we would have that we would think of as normal. They somehow managed to throw crocodiles into the <laughs> middle of it. I didn't have any examples, but I thought that would be a fun little throw together. So in my mind, there are two different factions going on in this town that your players will discover. You have the faction that is going to be rather inept and just go with the flow. This is what we've always done. So mm -hmm. this is the way that we're going to do it. I suppose. I don't know why we're doing it any, why we would <laughs> ever want to do it any differently. So why not? And in my head, that voice is the, um, oh, what's his name? He's the, the Kiwi actor. It's not, it's not the guy, it's not Taika Waititi, but it's the Kiwi actor that just as you walk into town, it's like, oh, hi. Ah, hmm? welcome. Welcome to town. And the, uh, um, we've got some guy, cool, Nigel. cool things around here. Yeah, Nigel, essentially from Manji. Yeah. Hmm? It's him essentially welcoming you to the town making that, you feel not even just him that exact personality <laughs> yeah exactly boy welcome Goodness. welcome to, to town we don't get a lot of visitors around here and uh we we'd like to have you stick around yeah 
um, over here we got the fighting pits, and then over here we've got this this beautiful church, and uh, n- not a lot of us remember what it is. And then there's a statue right here, and of course the statue is yeah. the one that we've described. Anyways, so you've got that faction going on, and then you've got an underground faction that your players will discover is operating within this town that is essentially the Gator Mob. That inside of this town, there is a group of people that remembers or has discovered ancient or old writings that described how this town used to be and how this town essentially used to rule the swampland. That before this town was here, this place used to be lush and green and full of life. And when the town started, its influence spread to create this marshland that is now here. And so this mob remembers this time or knows of this time and wants to try to bring back the glory of it by bringing back the old ways. So this town group has been slowly but surely trying to bump off and get rid of people that don't agree with it or finds out what it's actually doing and has been using the local fighting pits as a way to do so. So my first thought was you said mob, like, oh, mafia. I'm like, no, not mafia. So yeah, mafia. <laughs> kind of. It, again, it's it's that cult mentality. Yeah. <laughs> but they've been trying to get rid of people that don't agree with mm-hmm. them. So they've been polymorphing these people into crocodiles and throwing them into the fighting pits, which essentially is one of the areas of the town where they do still have crocodiles that show up into. It's a, it is a pit that mm-hmm. they fight in. And not every single time an, a crocodile dies, sometimes there is one that does. And if there is a quote-unquote winner that is crowned, the town is so overjoyed by this that they release that crocodile out into the wild mm. because it earned its place. Again, that's just the way we've always done it. So, you know, <laughs> why would we want to change it now? And any of the rest of them that are still in the pit go back to their cages mm-hmm. to come out and try to fight another day and see if they survive. Okay. So, obviously, your players will be seeing all of this and going, but why why are they doing this this way <laughs> and the only answer they'll ever get is that that's the way we've always done it so why would we do it any differently essentially what this is going to build up to as your players discover what's going on in this town if your team runs afoul completely of this mob that the mob knows what they're doing or if your players officially try to take them down and fail mm-hmm. the mob will transform them into gators they will put them into the fighting pits, and then you as the DM will get to run a gator fight up against these other gators. Now, this is where I thought, like, you could make it more complex if you wanted to, that maybe they have somebody that they've thrown in as a ringer mm-hmm. that is going to come out on top and always has and has been, quote-unquote, released every single time. He's not really been released. Yeah. So that's a possibility, but that's up to you if you want to do it. Either way, your players are in the fighting pits. If they win... They are officially released and let out into the wild where they will discover that that pack of dire crocodiles and crocodiles that were there were people once that ran afoul of the mob. And you'll be taking down the mob from the outside, trying to destroy the fort and get at the group that is within. Hmm. Because as soon as that mob is destroyed, the spell will be broken. On the flip side of it, basically the same thing. If your players try to take down the mob and are beginning to become successful, there are loud bangs at the walls of this fort as the walls are torn through and the crocodiles overwhelm the camp and while your players might at first think they're now stuck between a rock and a hard place you immediately have crocodiles that are coming by to pick up your players on their back and Mm -hmm. carry them to the battlefield where they will take down the main leadership in the fort and again turn back into themselves Mm -hmm. 
And that's my scenario. Gator fight. (laughs) Let them fight. Oh, that was the other one. You would be running in between the Kiwi voice and the um, the 1920s. Creole. Oh. No, the Creole. Oh yeah, I was yeah, thinking like nineteen twenties. Go down to the and we're gonna have the fight <laughs> pits. Um, mm-hmm. It was that or nineteen twenties gangster. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> that might be the mob. But that see that the thing that I like about this is it can be played funny or it can be played yeah, serious. Yeah. If you play it straight, I think your players will have a lot of fun. If you play mm-hmm. it goofy then a lot more of that but why yeah comes yeah. out and that's the thing i love it's this. waiting for the other shoe to drop and then yeah. like oh there's a mob situation oh you figured it out and you're now you're an alligator as soon as i got the <laughs> theming of the way that we've always done it mm-hmm. that was what led the, the yeah. follow through on everything else so that's mine very nice so mine is fairly straightforward but the outcome that your players can get to will depend upon who they talk to basically the dm will remember this moments mm-hmm so your players are traveling through a swamp. I'm imagining they might be in between quests as usual or whatever. They're traveling through a swamp and they will come across a pack of gators that will chase them into town. Now, this is odd because gators don't travel in packs. That's not a thing they do. So it's not the norm. So it's kind of odd that this happens. But either way, they're chased into town. Once they get there, it seems like the alligators back off and you think, okay, town's safe. Now... When they get to town, these people are very friendly, very like, oh, yeah, we have we breed gators. So the gators that are wild, they'll come here. Then when the competition is fine. In my head, the way this town looks, minus the swamp theme, is the town from Big Fish. Oh. The green, was it Green Place? The, no. Or, um, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. But so in the movie Big Fish, which I finally did watch, and it's very good. I has think it's Paradise. Um, Anyways, Ian McGregor it in it. So, you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan shows up in everything. They go to this town. It's the middle of the forest. There's nothing around here. Spectre. Spectre. Goes to town Spectre, and it's perfect. Everyone's walking around barefoot because the grass is so green. Everyone's so nice and friendly. And it's not malevolent in the movie, but in my head, I'm thinking this would be so creepy to walk in on. Everyone's so nice. No one ever talks about leaving. They try to keep you there to make sure you don't leave. That, in my head, is what I'm imagining for this town. Now, once they're there and it's explained the issue of the wild gators and it's very dangerous to travel through because they travel in packs. We don't know why, but they just do. Then it's explained, well, we have a barge that comes in that, you know, we ship out gators and they give us supplies in return. It's, you know, barter system. So there's a barge just coming in a couple of days. If you want to just hang out here, you can just hop on the barge. I'm sure they, you know, work your way off and be fine. So a party's stuck here for a few days. While they're in town, there are going to be three major NPCs they meet. The first is esther she runs the only town slash bar in this town only town <laughs> only in slash bar in this town my brain skipped a word somewhere so she's gonna have a place for you to stay she probably has maybe two rooms or three max the main point of the inn is it's a bar and whenever people come in for trading that's where they stay that's really its only purpose to exist so it's not great business but she'll let you stay in the rooms if you want the other one, just because I stole the name Korg, because <laughs> why not? He is a young man who is the next in line to run the town temple. And this is a temple that is devoted to their alligator religion, essentially. Uh, he, If you have any questions about the religion, so to speak, he's going to want to answer them. And the third is Billy Bob, because I had to throw in the most southern Cajun sounding name possible. <laughs> I want to say Billy Ray, but like... Yeah, Billy Bob, both of them, yeah. But Billy Bob is a former racing champion. He has bred many winners for the alligator races. 
but he's had a rough year. He's just not had a really good breeding stock. The alligators just aren't cooperating. He's had a rough year. Uh, 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 <laughs> my name is uh, uh, Billy Bobby Ray. Basically. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining he's probably the most redneck person in this town. Yeah. So depending upon how you interact with these people and all three of these NPCs will also interact with you, ask for favors, offer to help with things, the yada yada. Depending upon how you act and who you interact with the most, one of them is going to ask you a favor. They're going to ask you to be participants in the alligator race coming up. This is probably going to be a series of races coming up. This is like an anniversary event, so this is a big deal race. It's not just standard weekly race we get together and whatever. And they ask you to participate. Depending upon who it is, change his reason. Billy Bob just needs participants because he needs better, better odds. He thinks you'd be really good at it. Esther is trying to get basically out of debt for gambling and also get a boost for her business. <laughs> and then Korg is trying to get out of the temple job that he doesn't want. So he, this is his way of convincing his parents I can do something else. Mm-hmm. So each have their own reasons, each valid reasons, whatever you want to pick and whoever you want to help you can. When you get there, you have made a deal with the person that you will participate in the alligator race on their behalf. Basically, you're racing for them. This deal is binding. You can't get out of it. You get there, and you'll be turned into an alligator. Because this deal is binding, you've agreed to race in an alligator mm-hmm. race. No getting out of this one. Mm-hmm. So this is where your players are going to find out that the alligators are the participants. The people on their backs are the automatons that are guiding them. So that way there, the gators don't fight, they don't get off course too much. There's no issue that way. In my head, I like the idea of this being other people. But the fact that the loser of each race dies makes that kind of a weird moral issue of, do you really want to kill off 20 plus people in this town? <laughs> so I kind of scrapped and just said, these are just gators you're racing against. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's just, you know, it's not going down that moral rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so these are just gators you're racing, and you are the only ones really cognitive what's going on. So during the series of races over the course of a week, you have to basically stay at the last place, or depending upon who you are going into race for, if it's Esther or Korg, they may actually offer to change you back if you get first place. Mm-hmm. I would make that very difficult. It's still technically possible. But it would be really difficult early on because the goal is to keep you in as many races as possible. Now, in the evenings, after these races are done, all the gators are pinned up. And they are well fed so they don't fight and they're just chilling, including your party. This is where you have the wall gator that pops up. Now, your party might recognize this gator from one of the ones that chased you here. And at this point, the gator is going to apologize saying it was trying to chase you away because it was also transformed and it managed to escape. So it has rallied all these other gators that are just gators, unfortunately, but it's basically rallied all of them together. And it is going to try to take over the town. It just needs your help. This is where the alligator is not going to have a plan specifically. It just knows it needs to cause an uprising with the alligators to overthrow the town enough to cause chaos to where they can get to where they think the source of the magic is. The wild gator is going to believe that the founder of the town who founded the religion, the shapeshifter, it believes he is still there in the temple. He isn't actually there, but it gives the alligator something to go to. The rest of your party then can either try to kill the person who cast a spell on them. Basically, if they kill that person, deals off, they're human again, they can mm-hmm. leave. Or they can actually try to just escape the town. Once the alligator uprising happens, there's chaos. They can leave, technically. And once they get out of range, then the spell is broken because they're technically out of the deal. 
Um, if they do win at any of the races, then they do automatically get changed back, at which point you can have either haggling where everyone else is trying to win to escape, or maybe you've got one player who's now human who can help with the uprising, potentially. And, of course, there is no barge coming, so your players are still going to have to hoof it on foot out of this town. Mm-hmm. But that is what I would do. Basically have it be where <laughs> your party gets to choose how bad things are based upon who they want to talk to. Okay. Um, I did also, I made a note, I don't know why I didn't do anything, that at some point the wall gator would make a comment that he's made a deal with the Sturges because why there are not mosquitoes in the swamp, I don't know. So there are going to be Sturges that randomly show up too just because. <laughs> See, one random note that I made in mind that I forgot to mention that I realized midway through this was that the dire crocodile was actually going to be a descendant of the original shapeshifter somehow that had gotten stuck in this form Hmm. because they don't want it to go back to the mob. Hmm. Gotcha. So there was my little note. (laughs) But I liked yours. I like it. I was trying to figure out, like, what would make it most interesting for outcome? Like, well, depending upon who you talk to, some are going to be much more... And because I like like the idea of Korg of... The person who knows religion, who knows history of the town, who doesn't care about it and is trying mm-hmm. to find a way out of that job. Yeah. And of course, for the other two NPCs, for Esther and Billy Bob, it's just business. They just need a win. They just need the money. That's all. So they don't really care about you. They might change you back, might not. But for Korg, he is technically the best option mm-hmm. because he would actually change you back if you win. The other two would say they do it, but they might not. He could potentially give you the least, but actually yeah. can give you the most. Yep. I like it. So, and of course, Gator Uprising means Gator Fight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I still, it's the fact that I think gator the best thing fight. I love about this is that you get to use your alligator minis because everyone gets, you know, in the box of minis, you get like three alligators that no one ever uses. Who actually uses alligator minis? There's somebody out there right now that's very insulted by that <laughs> statement. You, I, I props to you person because I don't know anyone who uses alligator minis. I don't know anyone who fights alligators. I don't know anyone who fights as an alligator. Yeah, that's true. Druids never change into the shape. Most of, it's like they do, but it's like a last resort shape. Mm-hmm. Even though alligators are very powerful and very fast. <laughs> and see, like dire alligators would be the size of a bus. Yeah, be huge. Or dire crocs, whatever. Yeah, whichever one you're going with. We went to an aquarium at some point. We know these things. They weren't at the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, they were. Were they? Yeah, they had both. <sighs> That's right. They did have. Both. They had the American alligator and a crocodile. Still don't know. <laughs> no. One salt water, one's fresh water. That's all I got. I think alligator, you can see all of the teeth, and crocodiles, you cannot. Their teeth are inside their jaw. Because crocodiles are fresh water, and alligators are salt water. I I'm a... thinking Steve Irwin. <laughs> all of the crocodiles that he hunted were in rivers and streams, which has to be fresh water. <laughs> I'm thinking um, I have like. Two biology people I can text right now. I was like, hey, which one's which? We are truly we'll find this out. showing our ignorance right now. We're theater majors. We got this. We have we have two scenarios. We did this. Prompt done. This is why <laughs> Hollywood has failed us. Because it's run like people like us that don't know anything but sound like they do. On that note, let's go watch Crawl and just see other alligator scenarios. <laughs> That's a good movie. Oh. We will leave those two scenarios there. Let us know if you know the difference between a crocodile and alligator, because we clearly don't. (laughs) And we'll see you all next episode. Bye. That brings us to the end of this episode. 
If you have a scenario idea you'd like us to turn into one shot, be sure to send it to us on Facebook or Instagram at Potato Candy Network, or you can also email us at potatocandynetwork at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on the social media and your podcasting app of choice so you don't miss any new episodes. Also, we would like for you to leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. Let us know what you like about the show. Let other people know what you like. That is still a great way to share new episodes with people. So be sure to go do that as soon as you have a chance. If you'd like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at the link in the show notes below. And if you just can't get enough gaming in your life, we do have a sister podcast, Dreadful Tales, where Casey, aka Grumpy Elf, runs us through some horror RPGs. Currently, we are working on Monster of the Week and Little Fears, so those have been some fun campaigns you can hop in and see what we are up to. Hello! Bob Spuds here on the scene once again, reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. <laughs>